Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast. The preview is back once again, episode 10, and we are joined by Craig Wood from Red All Over, the Barnsley podcast. How are you doing, Craig? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Fantastic. And of course, joined by myself and Chris. How are you this evening, Chris? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Yeah, fresh off the the back of another Barnsley podcast yesterday with... uh, with Andy and Alan from Red All Over, which was uh experience. <laughs> it was brilliant, mate. Honestly, it honestly I have to say it's one of and I'm not just saying it for effects, it's one of the most enjoyable pods I think I've ever done. Um two belting blokes talking. Yeah, pods. two of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet them two. Oh, I, this oh, I, really are. Yeah, it's gonna make Saturday even more difficult now. <laughs> if you uh, if you want to if you want to give that episode a watch, then if you head over to Red All Over's uh, Twitter page, there's a link to it over there, and the, the link to their Twitter is in the description down below. But without further ado, we will kick off this evening's episode of the preview. So, of course, Wanderers will host Barnsley in this weekend's game, making up to be a pretty exciting fixture. Obviously, an important one for the Wanderers as we sit with three games in hand on Portsmouth, who just drawn to Oxford in their last game. So, that gaming, those games in hand will allow us to keep the pressure on those league leaders at present. And hopefully, we can take that top spot for our own. Barnsley as well, of course. We're uh, familiar with where they were last season uh, and where they ended up, and I'm sure they'll be looking to to follow a similar path this season. What are you expecting from the game, Chris? How are you? Uh, how are you feeling about it? Um, I'm, I'm feeling. Sorry, you'll have to excuse me, doggy background. Um, I'm feeling a bit better after today's activity in in the window. Um, obviously, the concern being that two of our three remaining fit centre-backs were reportedly injured. One of them in the form of um, Ricardo Santos being confirmed as out for two to three weeks, um, totally carrying a bit of a, a knock. Forrester coming back into the frame and starting training against great news, but still leaves us thin on the ground. So bringing uh, a new boy in today, uh, Caleb Taylor on loan from West Brom was a relief. Um, came completely out of nowhere. They've kept that really quiet and off the radar, which I like. I prefer that. Um, and obviously, he comes with a, a, a raft of uh, League One experience playing over 40 games last season at Cheltenham. Um, so, yeah. Pleased that he's come in, and obviously, the big news today being the signing on a three and a half year deal of Aaron Collins, which is well, as we all know, I think it's our biggest. Well, it's our biggest signing in over ten years. So delighted, 
Uh, I'm just being corrected by Jake. Thanks, Jake. Uh, seemingly, Caleb Taylor played 30 games last season for Cheltenham. Um, and chips in with a couple of goals at centre-back. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great bit of business from Wanderers in the transfer window so far. Obviously, Caleb Taylor needing that little bit of defensive cover and reinforcements. As, uh, as the injury news hit yesterday. And, of course, the uh, big signing being Aaron Collins coming from Bristol Rovers. Uh, someone I think we're, I'm sure we're all excited to see. Barnsley, I've uh, done some business in the window today. What are you expecting from the game, though, Craig? And do you think any of those signings will be up and raring and ready to make an impact come Saturday? Um, well, I, I reckon that Joshua will leave us. I reckon he'll be on bench. If anything, obviously he's going to be fit. He's been playing for Fleetwood all season. Um, Jonathan Pines, I don't know how far he is, but we had to wait for his uh, international clearance. And obviously DC United, where they come from, they they I think their last game was in October, September time. So he had played in a couple of months, so he's probably going to need a little bit longer. And whoever else we sign, I mean, there's four hours left and we're notorious for keeping it incredibly late to get any signings through the door. But um, what? Well, a positive today was well, that Luke Connell has done the press conference today, and normally uh, whoever does the press conference normally starts for us. So uh, I missed the last game because of injury. Come on in the second half, changed the game, um, but still, I like, want enough. Uh, we ended up losing, but it's um, encouraging science to have him do the press conference, um, and it's actually making me feel a bit more positive about the game as. I mean, at the end of the last game, we had zero of us starting midfielders. Well, only one started the game with Adam Phillips, and we were having a makeshift striker as a, as a midfielder, and, uh, and John Russell, who's as backup central midfielder in the what it wanted. So, but uh, the game itself, I mean, there's only three teams I feel in this league, and you guys, are one of them. Um, along with Portsmouth and Peterborough, I think you three are incredibly strong, incredibly deep squads, great managers, all three. Um, and I think, personally, we've got to go hammer and tongue. We've got to yeah. pressure from minute dot. We've got to stop with this 45-minute nonsense we've been going along with all season, which is turn up for half a game and then relax for the rest of it. And it's cost us more points this season, just... Having to claw back victories, um, I mean, we played we we played teams this season who were in, in relegation zone, and we've battled them one half, and then they've nearly come back. I mean, who were it now? Port Vale. We were three 0 up inside in, in the first half, and in the second half, they come back and got two back against us, and they nearly they nearly drew. Um, it's been way too consistent the fact that we can only play one half of football. So I'm, I'm hoping we're there for, if we're there for 90 minutes and we're there to press and we're there to play, it'll be a really good game. Yeah. But you, absolutely. You... It's a, uh, it's a story that Wanderers fans are uh, probably familiar with as well. The, uh, the game you referenced there, Port Vale sounds very remarkably similar to our game against Leighton Orient scoring three in what, 10, 15 minutes. 10, and then minutes, got yeah. conceding two in the second half to, uh, Put a little bit of doubt in everyone's minds. And of course, I think all of us fans have been uh, 
under that at some point the uh, the familiarity of not starting games perhaps as well as we wanted to. So I mean, it could be uh, it could go either way. It could be a disaster class of a first half, or it could be a, a real energetic game that we've got ourselves lined up for. Of course, some business has been done in the windows. Um, so we will touch on our injury update and uh, take a look at who's likely to come into the side. So, of course, as Chris mentioned before, there are some absentees in the Wanderers camp. Will Forrester is likely to be back and possibly feature against Barnsley, though, uh, which is uh, is encouraging considering the uh, serious lack of options we'd started to uh, accrue in the defensive areas. Other news is, of course, Santos will miss out for around two or three weeks, so here he won't be able to make the game. Uh, bit worse than uh, that what Wanderers first thought so unfortunately he won't be able to make it and uh, Owen Towell is sort of I think on the fence uh, possibly able to play through what he's dealing with but of course now with the options of uh, new signing from West Brom we are able to offer some defensive cover to those lads uh, obviously, Randall Williams is still out, Dan Lundaloo and George Johnston are the long-term ones still missing. But hopefully we will uh, not have to see as much of a makeshift squad as we did against Blackpool in that second half because that was a little bit frightening. I don't know if you have any uh, obnoxiously tall players over at Barnsley, but if you have and they can play on the uh, left side, then we're in for a bit of bother. <laughs> uh, well, we've just signed one who's six foot four. And we've also got All right, fantastic. Up top. So, uh, but other than that, not really. Pines is a big lad, isn't he? Oh, he's, oh, he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. He took a picture with, uh, with, with a friend of mine and he made my friend look about two foot tall. So, he <laughs> <laughs> was brilliant. But um, yeah, but he's, he's not available. But yeah, Josh Hill, I think that's something that we've uh, we need to work on is his aerial threat. Um, so I th- I'm really excited to see what Josh Hill can do. Absolutely, and in terms of the Barnsley camp, who will be missing and who will be back? Obviously, you mentioned Luke O'Connell will be back and uh, and ready to go. Who else is uh, possibly think- absent or on the way back? Herbie Kane, um, I think he told Alan last week um, in the Legends Suite that he's going to be back this week. So whether he'll start or whether he's on the bench, um, Adams Phillips should be good. Uh, I don't think there's too many injuries, to be to be quite honest with you. Um, I think we'll probably field a, a fairly strong squad. Like I say, if, if you see Luke O'Connell, Herbie Kane and Adam Phillips in that midfield, yeah. then expect a game. Because yeah. they're they're our th- main three guys and they're all brilliant at, at their own individual skills, um, and expect a pressing game as well because they know the system better than anybody else, you know. Um, so uh, if you, I'm I'm hoping to see them three come out at two o'clock on Saturday um, on team sheet, so I can uh, get a bit optimistic about what I'm about to watch. So <laughs> if well, if, if, yeah. if not, I might be hiding behind my pillar a little bit. <laughs> Last, last Saturday against Exeter. Uh, Donny Adams Phillips who started and he started with John Russell. But we yeah. normally play with a flat three in midfield. Um, but we had to get McAtee, who was normally a striker. We yeah. had him playing just behind the two strikers. So it was a change of system and it, and it really didn't help us. Um, 
as soon as Connell come on though, I mean it changed the game and we started to last twenty minutes, didn't he? Is that right? Yeah. His yeah. first his first touch of the ball were a ball over the top, pinpoint straight in, straight onto 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 um I think it was Devante's foot and I mean that guy's something special. He is yeah. he's class. I, I know he gets a he gets a few pelters from us and I think we've 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 kind of unpacked it before. I don't I don't, I don't why, why is that? I mean, probably some of our fans will uh, boo Adebayo and stuff like that. I don't get it. You know, no, he it, didn't, didn't force a he, move. So he, he left us for Celtic it, mm. whilst we were in a period of, of uncertainty financially. Uncertainty <laughs> uh, is one word for well, it. Well, yeah, we were, we were on our backside. You know, we, we were nearly, nearly obsolete, you know. Um, he was a young lad. He made a decision to go and play for one of the biggest clubs in Europe. I think there was a bit of, obviously there was a bit of uh, an altercation between him and Ebert at the Reebok a year ago. Is it a year yeah, ago yeah, now? Last was, season, yeah. it? That kind of stoked the fire a little bit. But I think if you saw him at the end of the second leg of the playoffs last season, at, obviously at Oatwell, he was consoling... Connor Bradley and James Trafford, and it's, it all seemed really genuine. He just seems like a good kid, and he's he's obviously he's had some grief from our fans, so he's given it a bit back. And I don't blame the lad to be honest, but he's a he's a class player. I think we actually had a question, Craig, actually, which I'm just trying to find um, from David. So I want to pose this to you if, if we can. There we go. Not sure we can see that, but David said swap shop. Oh, who would you swap him for? Um, Bolton wise, that is obviously a Bolton player. I'd either have to go with Josh Sheehan to who plays similar to Connell, yeah, or it'd have to be Kyle Dempsey, you know, um, because he, he's a player that kid. Um, I'd probably say Josh Sheehan though, just because, um, I think we've got two midfielders in Adam Phillips and Herbie Kane that can go forward, so yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say Josh Sheehan. Good show. Just that solidity yeah. midfield. Yeah. yeah. But we're not swapping him. You can hear that. You want to begin with your board, no ideas. We're <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, I know. It's all right. We'll get carried away, mate. Don't worry. But no, it's a good show, that. It, they are, I think with Sheehan, he's been compared to, um, and which is flattering to, to Barry Bannon this season. Yeah. Um, he's got a long way to go to get to those levels, but he has. He's been he's been brilliant. But now Luke is a cracking little player, and I'm sure if he's playing Saturday, he'll be bang up for it. Especially coming he's... back from injury and playing against us, so uh, we're gonna have to be careful there. For such a young player, he shows so much intelligence on the pitch. His spatial awareness and he's yeah. unpressable. I mean, he's so press resistant. They can't press him because he just pivots away or. But it's, it's not just that he's telling other players where to go and where to be, and he's he's so young, and to have that, him already doing that naturally in a young player shows some real quality leadership skills. And for I, me, I'd have him captain. How old is he now, Craig? Um, is he 21, 22? It's remarkable because he was he was doing that at 16, 17 when he was in our squad, and he was he, his, his spatial awareness, his ability yeah, to pick out a pass was he's a second to none. Sixty midfielder, isn't he? He's uh, he is class. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rave too much about Barnsley players because <laughs> it is a Bolton podcast. But we do <laughs> like Luke But your lads were giving a lot of credit last night uh, on the 
the reverse fixture on the red all over away end about um, Victor Adebayo and and how highly they rate him and how how they respect him for what he did at Barnsley. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with it, given Collins coming in, Dion being out, Dion Charles being out of a bit of form at the minute. It's going to be quite interesting to see what what we do up top. I don't know what you reckon to that, Ben. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think obviously it'll take Collins a little while to get to a point where he can go the full 19 in, in obviously our system. And it'll depend as well what whatever expects of Collins. You know, if you expect him to play as the 10 like Charles, then his work rate and, and his pressing ability and his, his knowledge on that front will have to, I'm assuming, come up a level. Uh, and so that'll take some time. If he wants to play him more off the the shoulder, perhaps a little bit further out wide, then you know, I don't know. He seems like a pretty versatile player. Um, I think he favours to play in the front too. So it will depend on whatever expects of him. Um, but it will be interesting to see what that lineup looks like, especially with obviously Dion perhaps not being in the best of form and Victor looking like he's on the opposite side of that curve. So we'll have to wait and see. But we shall move on and we will take a look at both teams' seasons so far. So Wanderers currently sitting in second place on 57 points, just three points behind league leaders Portsmouth, who sit on 60, but of course playing three less games. Barnsley, not too far behind us, only five points behind, sitting in fifth place, just above up on the edge of that playoff spot, having played one more game. Obviously, you are in touching distance of both Stevenage and Oxford. Uh, Blackpool only six points behind you. So, I mean, for Barnsley, this is a, a huge opportunity to really cement a, a, that, 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 you know, perhaps not cement it, but but give yourselves that little nudge further up into the, the playoff spots and, and, and possibly create a bit of a gap between the teams below you. So, coming into this, how uh, how are you feeling? What are you, what are you hoping to see and... And how have Barnsley been doing so far this season? Well, I certainly think that the league's turned into a top eight race. Um, I think we're pulling away from the rest of the league. But yeah. there's a lot of good teams. Um, if, I, if I'm completely honest, I must say that Barnsley failed the eye test. They re- really do. I mean, the amount of games we've won where we've had less shots on target and had less ball possession and... I, I suppose it means that we're more ruthless in front of goal. I think I think yeah. Devante Cole's had a standout season this season. He's, he's, he really has been on point with his finishing. Um, but um, I've never I've never seen a team look like they're not playing well, but pick up as many points as we have this season. Um, so we can get victories by not particularly playing well. You can, you, you can. I mean, on Saturday, you could have five, six shots on target, have Robert saving them left, right, and centre, and then we can just go up the other end and score. You know, mm-hmm. just have one shot on target. Don't, I mean, that, that has happened so many times this season. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm just pre warning you if it looks like you're dominating the game, unless you get the ball in that net, we, there's always a chance we're going to score. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's just something we've been had a real good knack at this season. Um, what would you put it down to that, Craig? What what what's been the sort of what's been at the centre of that kind of 
um, foes, isn't it, really? I think it's just we, we we seem to crash when we get to the final third. You know, we put Crossgrover on and then we don't put crosses in. We take we, we put Sam Waters on, who's considerably smaller, and we cross it left, right, and centre. Um we've had we've had some weaknesses this season as right hand side's been a real problem. Um, which tend to concede. Obviously, Jordan Williams, we've had to put him in at right centre back. He's, he's a wing back, you know, he's, yeah. he's a brilliant wing back, but one of his best players last season, mm-hmm. um, especially on ball pro- progression, uh, running up the pitch, being able to link with the midfield. Um, and and it, that subdued us somewhat this season because we're facing Corey O'Keefe, who's, who's not had the worst, worst um, start for us so far. It's just. There's levels, and you can see the yeah. difference. He's, he, he's probably just taking his time to settle in. Um, Barry Cotter, if you see him, he is an edge of your seat kind of player. You know, he'll pick the ball up, he will run. I don't even think he knows what he's going to do with the ball until he does it. You know, he's so complicated, but he, but he's exciting, and he'll shoot from thirty-five yards. He does not care, and. Um, so if, if he comes on, he'll definitely he'll definitely be um, be entertaining to watch. Um, but this season so far, I think our fans are becoming a. We like to see good football, and we've not really seen that this season. So as as fans are not really happy, you know, we're picking up the points, but we don't know how, you know. Yeah. So it's um, it's definitely one of one of them seasons where we're not really. We're not expecting automatic, but we'll take a playoff place if we can. <laughs> Absolutely, it's um, it's funny, isn't it? There seems to be a number of teams that perhaps expect it, some don't, but still do it. And that 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 way of playing football is almost as equally important as getting results. Obviously, I was very very impressed when Cheltenham came to our place not long ago with the way that they set up and the way that they played. And you wouldn't have put them obviously in that the the, the league position that they were in at the time and there's a number of teams across the board in league one that you know perhaps you would look at on paper and think they're going to come and they'll they'll drop deep and sit back and probably put 11 men behind the ball but haven't done that and have actually come and had a real go at us and and played some good football i mean carlisle when they came to our place absolutely blew us away uh obviously when we went to their place it was a different story altogether but do you think that is a common trend right across the the EFL in fans expecting to see a certain way of football? I think I I, I, I blame Pep Guardiola and, and Jurgen Klopp personally because they, they they've changed the game in in yeah. England. Um, every team now expects to have hundred percent of the ball, hundred percent pressing. You know, no players are allowed to rest. Um, you got and these are League One players. You've got to be realistic. They ain't got them energy levels. I mm. mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. There'll be people shouting around me at games and they'll be like, oh, pressing, pressing. It's like he's just gone and run like the full length of the pitch and now he wants him to do it again. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of them things. There's people play FIFA and football manager and they think it's easy. You know, um, I think that creeps into it a little bit as well. But I don't know. I, I just I enjoy a, a good ding dong uh, game of football where there's chances at both ends. I couldn't couldn't be a Man City fan and just sit there and just watch me 
team pass it round all game. It annoyed the hell out of me. So um, I, I, I like I like Jeopardy in the game. So, but I'm sure I'll get that this weekend with Bolton anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope so. We hope it's uh, it's not the opposite way around. I can tell you that for free. Um, Radix Lecter is asked in the chat how many Barns- Barnsley fans are travelling on Saturday. Um, I am not sure. Um, normally the club put out a press yeah. thing, but they haven't. There'll be a lot. There'll be a lot because it's Bolton. Um, yeah. Probably, probably a couple of thousand. I can see going down. So I know Al's one of them, and Trace is another that we yeah. read all over that going. So yeah, there'll, there'll be a fair few. We, we like a good away day at a big stadium. So even though I don't know what y'all called it this this year, you know it changes often. It's always going to be the Reebok, but it, it's the, the, the Tough Sheet Community Stadium. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a horrible name. That is a horrible name. <laughs> you know name. what? When it, when, it was first, uh, when it was first announced, and I'll never forget it because it was on a Sunday of all days, they announced the, the, the naming rights and it you had to look to see if it was April the 1st, you know. Yeah. But, but what I will say is ju- the name of it, obviously, and its connotations and all, you know, ob- the obvious sort of comparisons to how it sounds and what have you, um, it created a bit of a buzz and a bit of a marketing buzz to tough sheet the business. And it it's not been that bad, has it, Ben, to be honest with you? We've not had that much grief about it. No, and the, I mean, the commercial yeah, side of it for the club was fantastic. It was one yeah. of the biggest in, in the club's history. So well, it's, a, I mean, it's, it's a bigger commercial deal for us than when it was called the Reebok, Craig. So you imagine all the money that comes with that mm. um, commercially, this has been bigger for us. So it's the club's been like that ever since, you know, the new ownership came into play, that it's all been about stabilizing us as a business and whatnot so making that money anywhere you can yeah, well exactly Absolutely. i'm not bothered you know what i mean you that's it call it the kind of lady stadium or whatever i'm not bothered if, if, <laughs> if, 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 if it drives revenue into the club then if it can buy you players like aaron collins then you can call it what you want <laughs> yeah exactly i don't mind but it's always it's always going to be the reebok to us how have you it's been with your um, your new gaffer? I've been dying to. I, I was meant to ask the lads last night. I, what what's your thoughts on your uh, latest gaffer? Um, it's been hit and miss for me personally. I think I think it's been hit and miss. Um, his substitutions seem to be a bit regimented. He seems to do the same subs every game at the same minute every game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, I really don't get why. You know, even if we, if we're losing, it's still the same thing, and it's like really? just change formation, change something because what is happening right now is not working. Mm. Um, so it he talks well, he speaks well. Obviously, a former player, great experience. Yeah. He's got John Stead as his assistant. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I really like him as as a person, as a man. I think he's growing as a manager. So you've got to allow for that as well, you know. This yeah. is, I mean, he's only he's only worked in America with the Tampa uh, Rowdy, Tampa Bay Rowdies, yeah, um, for three years, and he, he wore a, he wore a player and he got promoted to manager, you know. Um, so, is 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 fairly new 
to the game um, in a managerial sense. But mm. I think it's, it's growing on some players, some people, because we're getting results. Like I say, it's not the nicest football you've ever seen, and it's not the most exciting football you've ever seen, but it's getting results. And I, personally, for me, that is all that matters. You know, exactly. uh, if if we can play horrible football and get promoted, I'll take it rather exactly. than playing the nicest football and finishing mid-table, you know, so. you probably you lost one in six, you're fifth on 52 points and, you know, you're not happy. And I think that, that says a lot, really. Well, not, not unhappy, but, you know, not particularly content with, you know, what, mm. what, what's being produced. I mean... I think there's just a lot of fans that are just waiting, though. Waiting till we lose two or three in a row and then they're just going to pounce, you know. Yeah, I can see it coming and... Our owners, I think they'll stick with him anyway, no matter what. Yeah. So I think it's better just to back the bloke than than try and give him any more stress than he needs. Mm. Um, especially until the end of the season. The end of the season, if he's not doing it, then start venting your anger. But until then, no, it's going to change. So um, personally, I'm just going to back him till the end of the season. Uh, obviously, so. he's getting some players in and he's getting some 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 senau in who's coming in. Um, I think he knew Pines from America. When he yeah. were a manager over there, so I think that's that's his doing. Also, mm -hmm. Josh Earl, another big, tall centre back. You know, yeah. he used to be a centre back, um, and we we lost we lost we lost as as centre backs last season. Uh, all all three. You lost three, you know? didn't you? Yeah, and goalkeeper. We lost all, we lost a lot. I stead ended up going to Charlton instead of joining us on a free because we lost Duff, um, and then Kitchen went to Coventry. Yeah. Mads Anderson went to Luton. Luton, wasn't it? Yeah. Bobby Thomas went back to Burnley, who's now moved to Coventry. So <laughs> Coventry's got two of our centre backs now. But um, yeah, and it's been um, with, with Fetch Lapata in. Good, strong centre back. He's just joined Port Vale on loan, but he's just not ready at this level yet. We've Fetch mm. Shepherd in from uh, a local team. And um, do you know what? 18 year old, the guy looks like his quality. He really does, but he's not ready yet. And I think he's just gone to Cheltenham today uh, on loan. Oh, is that Jack Shepherd? Is it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he's got. I think right. he's got a real good future in the game. He, yeah. He's a big centre back, but he's he can pass a ball. So I'm, I'm really impressed. We am getting him out on loan so long as he gets guaranteed playing time. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've had to fetch Jordan Williams in. We've got McCart on loan from Rotherham. Um, and we bought in uh, Maya de Givene, uh from uh, the French league, mm -hmm. so um, obviously we're affiliated somewhat with a, with the French team. That I, I think we still are. I don't know. Uh, our, our ownership is uh, absolutely mental because uh, we had we had a big consortium of five owners, and then two's dropped out. And I right. think the the two that have dropped out have <laughs> got a club in administration over in Holland, and the. Um, yeah, um, Holland or Belgium, Belgium, I think. And right. um, they also own, I think it's Nancy, who's just been relegated last season to the third in France, tier in yeah. French football. So uh, there's a few more teams as well. Um, I mean, they tried <laughs> this multi-club model. Uh, and uh, it was were, it were Paul Conway and Chien Lee who um, thought up the idea. Yeah. And they just they didn't. I mean, he spent one summer as a director of football and completely ruined the last season we were in championship. If you, if you look at the numbers on that championship, I mean, 
it were horrible. We ended up signing a player who was just got rid of this window, uh, Lara Seiko, paying him another 12 grand a week, 10 grand a week, I think, something like that. <laughs> and the guy played 30 games for us in three seasons. Wow. I mean, it's it's unreal. Um, we, we signed a big centre uh, forward. Forgot his name now, but he come in, he played half an hour for us and he went out on loan for the rest of it. The time we were with us, it was it was a joke, it really was. But but now now there's boards. I, I mean, they're, they're a lot more competent than the, than the last one. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah it's, it's no been idea. a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. It really has. Jeez. A depressing one, by the way. No, no, there's no uphill. It was just all down. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. You yeah. don't really, well, really, obviously, given the. We, we don't like to talk about it, but the playoffs last season and then obviously stabilising somewhat this season, despite, like you say, not, you know, being, not uh, pulling up any trees in terms of the way you've been playing. It's says a lot. There's obviously some resilience in there and, you know, th th there's obviously a good, you know, a good spine to the team that's keeping you going. So, yeah, the, the coaching setup we've got is fantastic. You know, there's former players in there like Martin Devaney, Bobby Assel, and uh, there's there's others as well. And I think they're they're the ones that make the difference. You know, because we've got this thing where we can only sign under twenty under twenty three players, I think. Um, and every now and again, we might buy a twenty five year old like Josh Earl was just coming. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but we tend to we tend to. We tend to fetch them in for three or four years. You know, they come with us, they have a rocky first season, and then for the next two seasons, they're blinding, and then we sell them. <laughs> so, you know, it make, I mean, look at Mads Anderson. We fetched him in, had a rubbish mm. first season, and he ended up going to Luton for some decent money. But, we, I mean, it's just one of them things. We just, um, we can't keep hold of his talents, and it's been a problem. I mean, last time we went up from League One, um, we ended up selling... Uh, we had Liam Lindsay at the time, Ethan Pinnock, uh, Adam Davis. They oh, all yeah. went as soon as we went up to Championship. We come straight back down again. You know, um, we can't keep we can't keep doing it. We need to keep a spine, and that's that's what I keep saying whenever we do videos. You know, if we go up this season, we need to keep a spine yeah. um, as as key players and everything. But Devante Cole's, um, I mean, his contract's up at the end of the year. We need that to sort that out. Um, and I just don't get why it takes so long sometimes. Certainly uh, a position I think many clubs in, in this division find themselves in and not being able to keep hold of young talents and then shipping off to uh, to other leagues to play higher up the pyramid. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rough old business when you're, you're in sort of this position. I know when we spoke to, to Exeter, they had a a surprising actually number of young talents that had come up through their ranks and but then were shifted on that they just couldn't keep hold of um and i think it's just that's a it's a league one reality it's a harsh reality yeah. but there's just no way you can keep hold of those young talents but i think that just about rounds off this evening's episode of the preview uh, thank you all very 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 much for joining us the chat has been lively as always we do appreciate that and of course, if you want to watch uh, Chris and Colin's appearance on the Red All Over Away End show, if you head over to their Twitter, you can find that. But, Craig, thank you very much for joining us, mate. We appreciate that. No, I've enjoyed it. It's been good, lads. Nice Fantastic. one. Brilliant. And uh, for the rest of you, thanks for watching. 
hopefully a three-point podcast to come on Sunday. But until then, take care and we will see you in the next one.